Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why we're here. Just in case if you don't, I'm a 24-year-old piece of gold, the messiah of the microphone, and the greatest sports recreational podcast from the world today, and I am the Le Champion of this show. I'm your host, the Podfather, Bullycast Champion. My tag team partner is on the line, day two of doing podcast recordings for the people. Uh, Brandon, the Canadian Destroyer, the former and eight-time Bullycast Champion. How you doing today, man, on this fine Friday afternoon? You know, Philip, I'm doing fantastic. It's been a while since we've done one of these watch-alongs, and it's a show and a match that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. So we are doing a watch-along to Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, double or nothing one. MGM Grand Garden Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Brandon and I were both in attendance for it. Uh, it's it, it's special, man. I, I have not watched the match back since it happened. I've watched Cody and Dustin back. I've watched uh, the Lucha Bros and the Bucks back, but I have yet to watch this back, so I'm actually very excited for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, hop on YouTube and go to W... or just type in Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, AEW Double or Nothing, and then the video you want to click on is WM Earth 2, and this is the entrances and full match. So once you get that, just... um, we're going to start it at three minutes and three seconds, so hopefully you get that. And Brandon, kind of give them an overall census of what this match was all about. Well, if you guys don't want to be pirates, you could also go to Fight TV and you know other Bleacher Report, I believe, and you can you know find the legal means. But we're just trying to, you know during these tough times, we're trying to help you guys out do it at the free route. But anyways, going back to this match, this was the first ever main event for... AEW. This is a rematch of a match that happened a year prior at Wrestle Kingdom, Omega and Alpha. Very good match. I think that was maybe the best match on that show, quite possibly, but this was the main event. No titles, no nothing on the line. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job. This was back in the day. Obviously, they didn't have any television. They had B in the Elite, but it wasn't really built up that much through B in the Elite. A lot less than some of the other matches, but this was a pretty just straightforward match, kind of the two biggest stars, and here it is. Exactly, here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to press play in three, two, one. All right, the graphic is loaded up, Jericho versus Omega. Double or nothing, there's the live shot of the crowd as the lights go out. One thing I really loved was the entrances. The Lionheart. Very, very, uh, very early in, in Jericho's career did he don that moniker. And I think this entrance got leaked early because I think they did like either a Be in the Elite or some sort of like YouTube type show. And there was like, you could see in the background that there was some sort of you know, Jericho entrance that had to do with one of his past personas. So we kind of knew something like this was going to happen before the show started. And then we just saw the list, one of one of my favorite Jerichos. And then here he is, the light-up jacket. Debuted in, what was it, 2012. Came back, didn't say a word for months. 
until he got his feud with CM Punk for the title at WrestleMania 28. I was sitting right next to the stage when this happened, so I kind of get the illusion of it kind of taken away because I could clearly see all the different things running up, running back, but still really cool entrance. And then obviously the Le Champion, before he's Le Champion, yes, rocking his pain maker gimmick. Here he is, the man that would become Le Champion a few months after this. This was actually a number one contendership match. Winner goes on to face the winner of the Casino Battle Royal, which was Hangman Page. They go on to face them at All Out for the inaugural AEW World Championship. Even though Jericho was no longer champion, he is still the longest reigning AEW champion in the company's history. And there he is. Ice cold stare. Just yet another incarnation in the in the repertoire of Chris Jericho, the reverend of reinvention, as he was dubbed by uh, good old JR. Shout out Cracker Barrel. Shout out Cracker Barrel. Brennan, have you ever actually had Cracker Barrel? I have never. Actually, I've never actually seen a Cracker Barrel being over here in the West Coast. Don't see a whole lot of them. Maybe driven past it once or seen an advertisement on the freeway, but never been, really never seen one. I've, I've been to Cracker Barrel. It is, it's, it's, it's very delicious. As you see, Justin Roberts all decked out and suited up for Double or Nothing. The closest thing I have had would be Black Bear Diner here in the Bay. Philip, if you had Black Bear, how would you compare it to Cracker Barrel? Oh, dude, Cracker Barrel is better. Okay, I'm just it's, asking. No what question. makes it better? I it, I think the portion size and the, the ingredients. Like, when you first have Black Bear, you're like, oh, man, it's really good. And then, like, you keep going back, and you're like, okay, you know, it's, it, it's good. It'll get the job done. But I highly advise, you know, Cracker Barrel, if you're ever, there's like a, SoCal East Coast Southern thing, but it's it's worth it. That and uh, like a Whataburger, maybe even a Waffle House if you want to experience that at 3 a.m. As Kenny Omega, I, didn't, I I'm not a fan of this music. I, I've voiced that. It's not my burial of Kenny Omega that I've been doing for the past three years. It's just not not a fan of the music. I I really did enjoy the uh, Japan theme. Obviously, they can't do that because of uh, copyrights and trademarks and such. Kenny obviously being a video game guy, this is like a nod to some sort of video game. Don't yell at me in the comments, but I mean, as someone who doesn't really like know video games all that well and doesn't really get the reference, I'm kind of with you. I didn't really like this song, especially with like the long, long lead up. It's kind of anticlimactic. And even as you said, the New Japan theme is a lot better and you have like the the lead up in that song and it's much better. And But I think they kind of, tweaked it a little bit and it's definitely better now i i could say that yeah as jim ross is on the call the voice of professional wrestling we could say there he is the the best bout machine as as a guy dressed as randy savage in the crowd did you see the guy that was dressed as jesus in the crowd I did see Jesus, and Jesus will be an integral part in this match coming up next. Even though technically you don't really see him and really understand what's going on, but 
there, yes, there was a Jesus about second or third row on the left, on the right side, where the commentators would be in WWE, but that was definitely a, a highlight of this match. Yes, absolutely. Jericho Omega 2. The lone t-shirt I got from here was the match t-shirt. I was there, Omega and Alpha. I, I bought the uh, Jericho Change the Universe t-shirt immediately after this match is o over. I wanted the AEW is Jericho shirt, and I thought about walking to the other uh, the other merchandise stand, but if I had walked down there, I would have been spoiled a surprise by something that happens immediately after this match. As they try to get the Cracker Barrel out of the ring. There you go. Now, I don't know if this is a work or a shoot, but you obviously got it in there. So how did you get it in there, and how do you not be able to get it out? I, I would assume it was put, like, over the top rope. I guess they didn't want to break it. You know, sponsors and all that, all that such. But here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ring the bell. Yes. Big match, big fight feel. Did you feel that with this one, Brandon, as you were in the arena? A little bit. I was maybe not as excited for this match as I was for the tag match and the Cody Dustin match, but... I mean, I like the match they had in Japan, so I had high expectations, but we've kind of talked about this multiple times on the podcast that it wasn't a super long show like a WrestleMania was, but there was such great action and such great wrestling throughout the show that it was pretty exhausting. And at this point, we all kind of knew that something was going to happen at the very end of the show. So we were going to sit here and enjoy the match, but we really were waiting to see what the show closing angle, if and when it happened. Yes. Jericho, 48 years old here, shoots him off. Nice shoulder tackle by Jericho to Omega. Plays to the crowd. Such a master of reactions is Jericho. And then Omega with the chops. Beautiful, beautiful. Jericho misses his chop. Omega with punches. Don't know if I've ever really talked about this, but I was kind of lubricated during Double or Nothing. But at this point, I'm kind of coming down because I spent a little too much. I'm used to these A's games where I'm getting half off the beers, and I'm not used to spending, you know, 15 bucks for a can of beer here. Had to slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean, man. And there was long lines for the beer. I mean, I remember there was a just a beer vendor, like a, one of the guys who just walks around the arena. And he was just sitting there. He had like a 15-deep long line. He didn't have to move anywhere. He had a good gig that night. Absolutely. Me and my good buddies, Ashley, and uh, I'm going to call him Rico Sky because he looks just like Scorpio. Oh, oh, oh. The walls. The walls. As Omega crawls out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Rico and Ashley and I, we, we just got food, and we didn't have to wait in that giant line to get into the building. Nice. Baseball slide drop kick under the under the bottom rope by Jericho to Omega. How was that long line, Brandon, to get into the building? It was, I mean, it was kind of fun just because of the anticipation. And when when I got there, I mean, if you've ever really been to MGM, 
and you kind of know where it is. It kind of wrapped all the way around, and we went almost as we get some pain maker ringing the bell, saying that he's he's won. Because once the bell rings, the match is over, right? Absolutely. You know, for people who who want to be a heel, you know, just, just model after Jericho. I mean, you can be quirky and funny, or you can be serious and dastardly. You, you can do it all. Oh, what, what are we going for? What are we going for? Oh. Turns him over on whatever that box is. Going back to the long line. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a long line. I don't even remember how long I waited. Like, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. But just in general, this show was so much different than any other show I've been a part of. Just because it was the first AEW show. There was, you know, it felt like a different crowd than any WWE crowd I've really been a part of. And there was a buzz and there was a, a feeling that this show was big and important. And it was going to mean, a, you know, it meant a whole lot that I can say that I was there for this show. And everyone kind of felt the same way. Absolutely, man. You know, when I walked into the building, you know, and I think it really, really hit me with Cody and D Dustin. You know, I'm in a giant building for a big wrestling show and it's not WWE. This is cool. This is cool. I didn't get those feelings when I was at that New Japan show in the Cow Palace, you know? But this the, this was, was absolutely special. Can't do that these days. A lot of spittles, a lot of... Not, that's not very good social distancing right there, that's, just spitting in someone's face. That is not, you know? This is back in the days when wrestling shows had crowds, had people. Oh, I remember those days. Yes. Good I do, times. I do believe we will get back to those days, ladies and gentlemen. I do too, but I, as I said on the last episode that we recorded before this, I would be shocked if we see crowds, big crowds, before WrestleMania or before Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think the max that we're gonna have is maybe a thousand by the end of the year. That's that, that's where I'm gonna go, five hundred to a thousand. But at the rate Florida's going, maybe AEW will just sell out the Jacksonville Arena or Stadium because Florida doesn't care. Florida doesn't care. Oh, chops. There we go. Oh, oh, what's he going for? Fireman's carry. Steamroller to the second rope. Moonsault, you can't escape. One, two, nope. Jericho, a lot left in the tank. So many classic battles over the years has Jericho had with the likes of Triple H and, and Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, John Cena. Omega's had classic battles as well, notably Kazuchika Okada in Japan battling for the IWGP heavyweight title. As Jericho takes time to tie his boot back. That's why he made Omega eat the second turnbuckle pad. Using that rope count to, to the best of your abilities. We don't really see that as much anymore. He's got five, as my boy Brian Danielson would say. Oh, yes. What about Lunas? He, does he have five on it? You'd already know. There you go. And the chop. Two Canadians from Winnipeg, Manitoba going at it.
Oh, you can always enjoy a good chop. This was a really hard-hitting match, a lot different than, I mean, if we're going to compare kind of the three main events, the tag team match and the Dustin-Cody match. This one, all three of them were so different in their own special way, which made the show that much better. Absolutely. As Jericho does a drop kick off of the second rope, you know, Jericho, as he's gotten older, the character work has gone up, like I've said in the past, but he's still doing basically all the moves he did back on Nitro in, in 97, you know? He still does the drop kick, the the lion salt. You know, the code breaker was adopted about ten years later. He still does that. I mean that's why people say that wrestlers kinda don't hit their prime until they're in their thirties, because they kinda have the perfect blend of athleticism and being able to have the smarts and understand what to do at all the right times. Obviously Jericho in his forties at this point, so he's not gonna be able to do what he did in the nineties during the, you know, best of the super juniors or whatever, but I think he definitely makes up for it for how smart and how character-driven and you know how connected he is to the crowd. Yeah, I know. He became more of a brawler in his latter years. There we go. Nice lariat. As this woman looks very concerned in the crowd. The, the only positive thing I will say about no crowds during wrestling events is we don't get crowd shots during the matches, which I hated, especially AEW's doing it for a good time. There only positive about this coronavirus. I said it. I mean, nothing beats that, uh, that Brit Baker. Oh, there's Jesus. There's Jesus flipping off Jericho. Nothing beats that Brit Baker crowd shot at the, what, that takeover. I think it was what Cole versus Gargano. No, the, the Brit Baker challenge. Randy Savage in the crowd as well. Absolutely. And this is when the crowd just devolves into chaos and starts training for Jesus. Yes. As uh, Omega, as he busted open, yep, he is. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Ooh, Frankensteiner. Look at that. The crimson nose on the chrome-haired warrior. Here we go. What's he going for? Clothesline over the top. What's he going to go for? Oh, he's charging up. Does he have a table? Table? Where do you think they got that from? Ikea, Ashley's Furniture. Tables are us. Tables are us. Baseball slide drop kick. Thought better of going for the tope con hilo. Or, nope, he goes for it anyway. Beautiful. Look at him. As we get a replay of the Topic on Hilo. Oh, he cleared the top. Most guys use the, the, the top rope for a little extra leverage. White man can't jump. There, there you go. Now, Finn Balor's Topic on Hilo was absolutely impressive. Sami Zayn has a good one back when he actually was a wrestler, not a man. Not like he's a manager now. Yeah, the artist collective. 
as as Omega just dumps the table onto Jericho. Yes. Was Aubrey Edwards, was she a ref on this show? I don't remember. Oh my god. Coup de gras. Diving double foot stomp as Jericho's wife is in the crowd. There you see her. Yeah, was uh, was Aubrey Edwards, was she a ref on the show? I do not remember. I could have sworn she was the ref in this match. Obviously, I'm wrong as we see uh, this gentleman here. His name is escaping me. As we see the replay again of the double foot stomp. Beautiful. Oh my god, look at look at look at him. He looks sadistic. Looks like a wild man. You know, does 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 Kenny Omega have a wild side to him, Brandon? He does have a wild side to him. He and John Moxley are the reason why AEW is out ten thousand dollars. Absolutely. Because apparently there's still sporting commissions that uh, care about pro wrestling. You know, I've still never seen that whole match back, Brandon. Which match? The, uh, un the, the unsanctioned match. Yes, absolutely. I, I still haven't seen it. Definitely a uh, polarizing match. Some people say went, they went too far. Some people say that it was fantastic. I'm kind of a little in the middle. It was a little... A little grotesque, a little too spotty, kind of do a stunt, no sell, do another stunt, no sell. I much like, even though this isn't Kenny's best match, but I much rather it see hard-hitting, strong-style Kenny Omega, or even DDT-style Kenny Omega than trying to rip each other's face off, literally, in a death match. Wow, V-trigger to the back of the head of Jericho. Right, right to the cerebellum. Uh oh, here we go. He's gonna, I'm gonna put him on the top rope. What's gonna happen here? Uh oh, We're going for a back suplex. Back superplex, I should say. As Jericho fights him off, elbows and punches. And a slap to the back. Uh oh. We're going for a dragon suplex. Omega looks like a man possessed. This is not going to be pretty, is it, Brandon? There we go. Jesus. 
So I know everyone's already forgot, but I couldn't let it go. I did some research, and Aubrey Edwards was there at Double or Nothing. Cannot confirm which match she was refereeing in, but she was there. Okay, okay. No, she was a guest on the uh, AEW Unrestricted podcast this week. Go check that out. Uh, as she talks about how she got into becoming a referee in her trials of being a female in a male-dominated world and a profession. She used to be a video game software engineer, so that's that's very fascinating. Might have to get her on the show one day. Uh-oh. He's giving him the gun salute, the bang. There we go. Elbow. Lion salt, nope. Got the knees up, got the knees up. V-trigger. And now he's going for the one-winged angel. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Is he, is he going to get it? Is he going to... Nope, nope. German. In this day and age of everyone kicking out everyone's finisher, I do love that no one has ever really kicked out of the one-wing angel. Okada put his foot on the rope once, but besides that, no one's ever kicked out of it. Yes, we need to protect finishers. Here we go, another lion salt attempt, third time's a charm. One, two, kick out. Yeah, man. It's it like back when I was a kid, like if somebody kicked out of the sweet chin music, you're like, What? No, how did he do that? You know, you were you you were mind blown by it. I I, th I think we need to go back to the days where one one finish gets the job done, man. One stop shop. Because really that's the only finisher I can really think of that has been super protected. And it's like a different feeling because when he Get him in a match, he hits it, you know it's over, but then eventually, down the line, you know someone's going to kick out of it, and hopefully they use it at the exact right point to where it's like, you know, moment of the year. Uh-oh, he was going for a Tiger Driver, possibly, maybe. Back body drop onto the table. Well, nobody's kicked out of the Judas Effect. That is correct. So, I mean, we don't know, we don't know. I'm trying to think of other finishers. Now you've got me invested in this this conversation here. I'm trying to think. Is anybody kicked out of... Yeah, somebody's kicked out of that. Never mind. Jesus, look at the blood coming out of Omega's nose. If this was WWE, they would have stopped the match a couple times. Philip, what is your stance on blood? It adds it adds to the story, man. It really does. I mean, you look at Bretton Austin, WrestleMania 13. You know, you you look at every time Flair bled. You look at every time Sean bled. It just you get more invested into the match. It's an old trope that will work every single time. I'm not opposed to it. I definitely agree with you. Red equals green. Don't do it. All the time, you know, try to make it count. I know Dustin kind of, obviously on every match he's in, he bleeds. But it seems like he bleeds a lot more often than all the other guys, mainly because he knows how to do it. But uh, even in a match like this where obviously I this was hard way, at least I'm just going to assume it was hard way, it definitely uh, adds to it. And definitely like in the Cody matches, 
blood and just kind of the drama of everything definitely adds to the match. Yeah, Cody's become a bleeder as of late. I think we saw Cody Rhodes bleed once at APW. Shout out APW. Three-year yes. anniversary, May the 6th, that they ran the Cow Palace. Absolutely. As the triangle drop kick gets hit on Kenny Omega. Omega with a backflip sell. The Cow pa- that Cow Palace show, man, was something truly special. I'm I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of APW and all they've done in the last couple of years and their real resurgence of independent wrestling in the Bay Area. Main event of that show, Cody Rhodes and Joey Ryan. Yes, way to tell a way to tell a story on the indie circuit, man. I almost said Joey Janela, but that was last episode of Dynamite. Yes, Joey Janela, as my boy Enzo would say. All right, Jericho's looking to bring him back in a superplex, perhaps. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fun not- fact: Shayna Baszler was actually at that show as well. Yes, she was. She was APW Women's Champion. Whatever happened to that title? I don't know. I f- yeah, you're right. I forgot that title even existed. She retired as champ. Maybe it's at her house. I remember. I wanted to go meet her because I think either she had signed or it was pretty close to her going to WWE. And I was like, oh, I got to meet her. Got to, you know, show my appreciation. And she just bounced. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Jericho falls off the top. Omega standing up. What are we going for? Cold Breaker! I remember when Jericho first introduced the Code Breaker. I thought that was so cool. One, two, oh, kick out. Have you ever. Yeah. Have you ever. Back in 2012 was kind of when I got back into wrestling pretty hardcore. And I remember Jericho comes back in the Code and Save Us Y2J and. That was one of the first times I really dove deep in the internet and like listened and read to all these conspiracy theories, and then it just turned out to be nothing. Absolutely. Have you ever attempted a code breaker, Brandon? I have not attempted a code breaker, Philip. I, I know if I tried, I'd throw my back out. I, I attempted it once when I was a, a younger Philip, and oh boy, I, I, I hurt myself. And that's why I didn't do it. That's why you don't try it at home, kids. Forearms to the face of Omega by Jericho. Uh-oh. Snap! I think that 2012 Royal Rumble where I thought Jericho was going to win and then he didn't. Probably the first time in my wrestling fandom that I really got disappointed by WWE because I expected one thing to happen and then it didn't. And here we are today and that seems like it's a weekly occurrence. I mean, hey, Sheamus won. How could you be mad at it? Another one. And then he beat my boy Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds. Yes, and then Sheamus would go on to have a lengthy run as the world champion. Would lose it to Big Show at Hell in the Cell of that year. Look at that. We're talking about Cracker Barrel, WrestleMania 28, Aubrey Edwards, the Cow Palace. We're talking about everything besides this match. I know, right? Oh, knee to the face. We going for another one? Oh, look at Jericho there. That's that's something he was doing in the best of the Super Juniors. I can tell you that right now. As he went for the the walls, Kenny broke out of it. We're going for a Tiger Driver. Yeah, there we go. One, two, 
kick out. You know what I love? I love the lazy kick out, where you really think it's over, then they just barely get their shoulder up. Love that stuff. It's almost like they're exhausted, and they're using every ounce of energy to barely kick out. Exactly. You know who's the master of the lazy kick out? Orange Cassidy. Kurt Angle. Oh. I was close. Uh, you were very close, very close. Kenny's praying. He's praying to the video game gods, or maybe he's praying to Jesus over there in the corner. We don't know. Gives him the gun salute one more time. Runs to the rope. What do we... Oh. Well, wait, no, no, no. He caught him. He caught him. Are we going to get it? Are we going to get it? There we go. Break the walls down. A very famous living room wrestling move, the walls of Jericho. Uh-oh. Where, we, where, where are we going with it? Codebreaker might be very hard to do at your house. Walls of Jericho, however, very easy. And very easy to actually shoot on someone and make them really tap out. Absolutely. Uh, there was an MMA match, one well, I think it was in England, somebody won with the Walls of Jericho. There we go. There, is he gonna is he gonna put the knee? Yeah, now it's the lion tamer. He's not giving up. He's not giving up. Kick to the face and the shoulder of Jericho. Uh-oh. Ooh. Spinning fist. V-trigger. Uh-oh. I, I, I think Kenny feels it, man. He can feel it in his bones. Uh-oh. Nope. Nope. Ooh. It was a it was a messed up DDT. That's what it was. But they're exhausted, so it's okay. There we go. Kick out by Jericho. Jesus, look at him. Just look at him. That might have been a botch. But I think they recover nicely there, even though Kenny was the one who took the DDT. Just kind of casually roll over, kind of reset, do a kick out, and don't kind of dwell on that. Move along. Exactly. You know, Sabu was the, the master of, oh, I messed it up. I'm going to keep trying until it works. Tries like four times until it works. Nice integrity by Jericho. Oh. Shout out, Waterboy. Shout out, Waterboy. Waterboy, first R-rated movie I ever saw. Really? First I was supposed to see Mighty Joe Young, but they were sold out, or the theater was, I think the theater was broken or something, so my aunt was like, oh, I guess we'll watch The Waterboy. It's a football movie, and yeah. Yes, and then they got the spot right that time. One Wing Angel out, Jericho gets out, hits him with the DDT. First R-rated movie I ever saw was Scream. Oh, Codebreaker, there it is. Jericho in his latter years has moved to the one knee co-breaker. Uh oh, and here it is. Boom! The Judas effect. I remember when it happened, I was like, what the hell is that? And then Young Boy number one was like, that's his new finisher. I was like, what? 
And there we go. There we have it. Very surprising, out-of-nowhere type finish. But if you did pay attention, you would have known that that was kind of his new finisher. And obviously he's protected it. No one's kicked out of it since. And I mean, it makes... It's an okay finish. It's a really easy finisher for him to do, so it makes sense for him to evolve in that way. Absolutely. As Chris Jericho has beaten Kenny Omega, and I, I think we should watch until the end, Brandon. I think it's only right. I think we should. How much time is left? A whole ten minutes left. I wonder what's going to happen after this. I wonder what's going to happen after this. You're right. As Jericho crawls. Two men absolutely exhausted. Boom. That's a good shot of it. It's a really good shot of it. As entertaining as Jericho has been, yes, he was the first champion. I still wonder if it was the right decision to put Jericho in that spot and not have Kenny be that top guy and just continue on him being the cleaner, the Terminator, the best bout machine. He's kind of in a good spot now, but it's just kind of those what ifs. Uh, no, I think it was very important for Jericho to be the first champion because people... I'm not saying people don't know who Kenny Omega is, but, you know, J people will be like, there's a new wrestling company, Chris Jericho. I used to watch that guy, Russell Hooventude. Let me let me see what's going on here, you know? So, smart decision by TK to, to make that happen. It's, it's worked out for the best. Kenny Omega will be the uh, AEW champion eventually. We, we know that for a fact. It's, and I think in the chase to that is when he'll start to become the um, the Terminator, the the best bout machine, the cleaner. What's the gain? The match itself was good, but I think the lack of story and kind of you know emotion behind it. Yes, it was for the number one contendership, but it's a brand new company. There's no real lineage or really any reason to really get behind this. So in a bubble, I think the match was well worked, hard hitting, but. A little disappointing, and I just think the story going into it just didn't really live up because they had the tag team match that was so crazy and athletic, and then the Cody Dustin match that had so much story behind it. This one kind of was lackluster in both of those categories compared to those other two matches. Absolutely. As Jericho was about to speak, let's listen.
Did you thank him, Brandon? I did not thank him, but at this point you can feel there is... Hey, hey, whoa, hey, there we go. There we go. A growing sense of something going on, and being in my position, I could kind of see the entire crowd just kind of realize what's going on. And it was definitely amazing. There he is. The recently released and unchained former Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Moxley. The battles that Jericho and Moxley have had. Look at look at Mox, and the he looks like he's in great shape right there. Jericho's like, this is my time. What the hell are you doing? Uh oh, uh oh. Former Dirty Deeds. Now it's known as the Paradigm Shift. I mean, the, we came unglued for that moment. I lost my voice in that moment. If you go back and listen to the oh, to the referee, duh. Boom. He's going to get a $10,000 fine for that. Exactly. He's breathing it in like, yeah, I'm here, mofos. This was so cool, man. Such a great moment to be a part of. This moment was not guaranteed, but it was definitely expected, and it lived up to the hype. Exactly, with the promo video that uh, Moxley released via the, the, the internet and the social webs. And there he's looking at Kenny Omega. He's talking to him. He's grabbing him by his chrome dome. Uh-oh. He's going for it. Nope, nope, no, no, no. They're going to spill to the outside. There we that was go. a scary bump falling on that broken table. Exactly. Could have got a splinter in the hind end. Boom. Throws him over. Mox is going. And as they spill to the outside, going right to where I was sitting. If you, like, pause it for a, a half a millisecond, you can see your boy on the television. Wow, you made it on TV. I know. I'm so special. As we see Atlas Security trying to protect the fans. Atlas Security, they were security for the ECW One Night Stands. Back in 2005 and 2006. There we go. Look at him. Boom. Oh, the poker chips. Young boy number one. He he wanted these poker chips to be used in the show, and he got his wish, as we were about to see. As he as he shoves them up there. I wonder how how much those things weigh. Like one of them. Moxley coming out of the crowd. Debut for AEW was fantastic, but then for Mora sitting, being literally right there, for all this to happen, made it so much better. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Where are we going? Boom! Double arm DDT, the paradigm shift right there. And if you'd like to watch my fan footage, you can go to Curveballs and Chair Shots on YouTube and look it up. Absolutely, do that. And he's not done yet. You can hear me mark out and scream and 
all that good fun stuff. As he stands on top of the poker chips, knee to the broken nose of Kenny Omega. Picks him up, fireman's carry position. And, and, boom. Death Valley driver right off the chips onto that platform as Mox th th breathes it in. The stand. He's like, he's unleashed and he's ready to go. That, that's awesome. It was so great to see this. And we're not done just yet. There's something, something else is playing here, Brandon. What's, what's going on? Beautiful. We'll stop it right there. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it. Brandon and I's match commentary of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. All Elite Wrestling, double or nothing, one in Las Vegas, Nevada from 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. Brandon, what are your thoughts after watching the match back? Very, very good match. Capped off with a memorable debut from John Moxley. John Moxley released that hype video, I don't even remember, like the end of April, and he goes from being, you know, a underutilized talent to the hottest thing in the business in a matter of five minutes. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this recap, this watch-along of Double or Nothing 1, Jericho and Omega. Uh, Monday is when I'm doing that wrestling interview. I was supposed to do it today, but things happen. So Monday, I'm doing the interview Probably going to drop it Tuesday or Wednesday. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great one. And then Brandon and I will be back together Sunday night for Money in the Bank recap. Who's going to climb the corporate ladder? We don't know. And then after that, we come back together Thursday for a regularly scheduled episode of the Bulletcast. Thank you so much. And again, stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, and stay quarantined. And I will drag you down and sell you out. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.